www.blogtalkradio.com. Love Talk Radio. This is Colin from Cannot Justify. You're rocking Attitude Era Live with Icon, Granny Hawkster, and Big Swing. Hey, Granny, are you able to hear me? I can now. Oh, you can now. Okay, all right. Yeah, that's weird. But I couldn't I, before. I, know. I couldn't before. All right, and uh, I think we have Matthias with us. Are you there, sir? Yes, sir. I'm. Uh, I'm ready to have another great show after a very, very long and uh, interesting weekend full of wrestling and a long work week ahead of me. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to talk about that as well. Uh, what's, uh, before we talk about that, let's see what's uh, new in Granny Hawkster's world. How are you doing, and what is new with you? I'm hanging in there. I've been really busy with a lot of stuff, and, you know, not nothing spectacular going on, but, you know, it is what it is. But um, I'm just, I'm hanging in there right now, you know, just got a lot of things you know, that I'm dealing with, you know, personal-wise with family stuff, and, you know, that's keeping me busy, so. All right, and uh, I'm kind of curious to find out about uh, Matthias's uh, busy uh, weekend of wrestling. Uh, uh, did you uh, go through a table of fire this time instead of thumbtacks? What, uh, what happened? I'm well, curious. <laughs> well, um, as of Friday, I took off to Valley City, where I wrestled Nick the Natural Nelson at the Eagles Club for the PWA North Dakota Championship. And, well, his little group, right as soon as I was about to finish Nick off and take the belt, his little group called The Program decided to uh, make their presence known and attack me from behind. And they hit me with a suitcase, and they hit me with a violin uh, across the head, which ended up uh, concussing me. And I was attacked six-on-one by the program, and I got to the back, and I was not too happy with all of that. So I went downstairs and accidentally put a hole in the uh, the wall of the venue, so I thoroughly apologized for that. But, yeah, I was, uh, I was concussed Friday night in a match, and then I went to Iowa on Saturday morning for um, Bridge City Slam 4 in Ottawa, Iowa, where I got to meet legends such as Victoria. Well, I met Victoria before, but I got to talk to Victoria again. I got to meet Matt Cardona, Swoggle, Carlito, oh, the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, um, Ron Simmons, Trevor Murdoch, um, Bushwhacker Luke. I got to meet all those guys and talk to them and get advice from them in the world of wrestling. And then I watched a good show uh, in Iowa that night where there were 700 people there, and we set a new attendance record. 
and then went to bed that night and woke up bright and early to come back to Fargo on uh, Sunday morning. And, yeah, that was about my weekend of wrestling. But I did find out that I've got three more companies interested in booking me in Wisconsin. And then I talked to the promoter of the show in Iowa, and he said, yeah, they want me to get on. So maybe next year for uh, the slam the, or whatever I said it was um, in Iowa next year, maybe I'll wrestle in front of a crowd of 800 people in the same venue. Well, you know, I'll tell you, and we know that uh, you're going to go out and make uh, us proud when you do that. You're going to be victorious, and uh, we definitely want you to be victorious. And also we'll be willing to let people know where you're going to be at. So those that are listening all across the country, all across the world, can fly to those areas and see you live instead of just hearing your voice. That would would be killer because right now – I was supposed to go to Bloomington, Minnesota next weekend, um, but the promoter isn't really contacting us, so I think I'm going to have to cancel that appearance. But then the next week after that, I go to Holcomb, Wisconsin, and then the next week I will be going to Michigan. Oh, no, I'll be going to Michigan before then, and then I'll be going to Wisconsin. And then the next week I got another Wisconsin show. So my uh, June is pretty filled up with Wisconsin wrestling coming up. And uh, that's going uh, to be really cool. You know, and it's funny, I get emails, I've been starting to get a lot of emails since we started uh, on 89.1 Ken's FM here. Most of the emails are asking about you, Matthias, and asking about Granny Hulkster. People ask me, where do you think you guys will ever do a live show? Do you ever think we can come see Matthias? Uh, can we come see Grant? No one ever wants to come see me. Um <laughs> You know, and uh, Granny, there was one email that uh, they sent me a question I was going to ask you, and then you can answer it. They, you always say that you don't like the heels, right? Yeah, that's right. And uh, someone sent me an email. They said, well, uh, they said, Icon, you're a heel, so why does Granny like you? So apparently I'm a heel, I guess. Uh, I never, ever well, thought of myself as okay, a heel. Okay, okay, maybe... Maybe they consider you a heel, but the type of heels that I'm referring to is like in the wrestling business. Now that you know right. that, that could be that could be a different 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 definition of a heel like on, but the heels that Granny does not like and likes to talk smack to is the bad guys in the wonderful world of wrestling business. But I wanted to make a comment. When sure. Matthias was talking about all these wonderful people that he met over the weekend, a lot of those names that he mentioned are personal friends of Granny's. Trevor Murdoch, Ooh. Ron Simmons. I mean, I've met Ted DiBiase a couple of times. I got to meet Matt Cardona and Swaggle at WrestleCon. Of course, I got to see Ted DiBiase again at WrestleCon, but... Um, I got to see Ron Simmons at WrestleCon, but I met Ron Simmons and Tony Atlas about four years ago at an autograph signing in Oklahoma. And Ron happened to ask me when we were at WrestleCon, he says, Granny, he says, where was that at where I first met you? And I said, it was in Oklahoma at a autograph signing. He says, that's right, you know. And so, I mean, I'm personal friends with Trevor Murdoch, you know. Um, so a lot of those guys didn't that he mentioned Bushwhacker Luke I've met him on several different occasions so I've I, I and I'm I met Victoria I saw Victoria at WrestleCon 
I really didn't get a chance to talk to her that much, but I did see her at WrestleCon. Really nice lady. She's really super cool. Um, oh, yeah. But, yeah, um, she is. A lot of those people that, you know, that you mentioned, Matthias, you know, are personal friends of Granny's, so it's pretty awesome. Yeah, it is, because then I ended up, uh, I've met Victoria a couple of times, and she was at uh, one of our wrestling shows here in North Dakota at EWI at the same venue I wrestled at on Friday night, and uh, the second she saw me and we mentioned that she worked for us in North Dakota, she goes, oh my god, yeah, I remember you guys, that was my that was my favorite venue I've ever wrestled in, like she was, and then all that kind of stuff, and that was kind of cool getting to catch up with her, and then uh, I ended up giving her a three of my uh, koozies, that I do sell as merchandise. I have koozies, I have t-shirts, tank tops, all that kind of good stuff. So if y'all are ever interested in getting some Matthias merch, I can get you some information or whatever. Uh, But I gave her three of my koozies, so she decided to keep one, and then she's got a YouTube show with Mickey James and another female. I can't remember off the top of my head, but she's going to ship those two to those guys, and they're going to help promote me in uh, wrestling shows and such like that. So I think that's pretty cool as well. And, well, uh, I've met Mickey James. I've met I've met Mickey James before too. She's awesome, and I saw her and her husband at WrestleCon as well. She was really happy to see me again. Awesome. And, and uh, you know, if I can talk Matthias into it, uh, I'm going to try and see if he'll do some giveaways for um, our fans. Uh, you know, we know that Matthias needs to make money, but uh, uh, if uh, he's willing to. Uh, do that, we might have a little Matthias giveaway. That That's fine by me. She's got to let me know what I need to bring and that kind of stuff, and I'm more than down to do it. It's just, I got to say one thing. It it really bugged me on Friday night how it, only, it took six men to bring me down, and they concussed me with a violin. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the system at all and Rampage Santana all that. Well, they decided to try to save me against the uh, the program who consists of Nick the Natural Nelson, Stonehenge, Kyle Pro, and uh, they came out and beat me down with the briefcase first, and those two tried to save me, which then they ended up turning on me. And it was kind of a shock to where they hit me with the violin, and I just, it was something else, especially when I was the first time I've ever been beaten down like that. So knocked me down a peg, but I'm ready to come back and be stronger than ever, and I'm going to take that belt. I'm going to take that North Dakota championship, and I'm going to be a double champion by the end of this year. Wow. That's awesome. And, uh, Pretty impressive. Now, do you, we, we only have a few minutes before uh, our, we have to play the, uh, our, the commercial from our sponsor and our first guest starts, but uh, do you have any um, other uh, events that you know in Fargo uh, coming up this summer that, uh, that I might be able to check you out in? Well, for right now, I'm not sure if we have anything set in Fargo at the moment. I know we have the Fargo Brewing Company show and then uh, for BZW, and then I think we're going to come back to the Sanctuary. I just uh, I think that's in September sometime. And then PWA is hosting a show in Minot coming up this upcoming month, and then we're going to come back to our original venue from the very first show we're hoping to in October. So it's going to be a few months, but we'll, we'll come back to Fargo for all these uh, other programs. Awesome. Here's what we need to do. We're going to take a quick little timeout. Uh, we're going to hear from one of our cool sponsors, and then uh, we'll go to our first guest. So give us about 30 seconds, and we'll be right back after we hear this from our sponsor. The 
Suites of Fargo, located at 1090 35th Street North at the I-29 and 12th Avenue North Interchange. It's an extended-stay, pet-friendly hotel with kitchenettes in every room, including a stovetop, full-size fridge, and microwave, plus a big 40-inch flat-screen TV with free Wi-Fi. You can book a room at 701-582-1600 or online at www.woodspring.com. Woodspring Suites of Fargo, rated 4.2 by TrustScore. All right, ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, with instrument in hand, ladies and gentlemen, I give you the man, the myth, the legend behind the music scene. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Carlos Borloff. Yo, 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 what's going on, man? How, How are you? How are you? I am, I am well, staying alive. Good. Just like, you know, the Bee Gees said that song in the 70s, man, staying alive, buddy. That's all you can do. Awesome. So uh, here's what we'll do here real quick here. Um, I don't know if you got that uh, script for that liner I sent you, but we can do that before or after your, uh, we interview you here. It's up to you what you would rather do. Anytime, man, you say the word. I'm looking at it right now. You're listening to the Attitude Era Monday, live Monday on 89.1 Ken's FM with your host, the icon, the big swing, Granny Hulkster, and the modern nightmare, Matthias, pronounced Matthias. <laughs> That's awesome. You know. And uh, so here's how we'll do this. Do uh, you prefer to be sure. called Carlos, uh, KB, yeah, Mr. Borloff? How should we address you? Carlos Borloff. You could call me Borloff. You know, that's my stage name is the horror host, you know. I'm, uh, you know being, my character is pretty much me, you know, with, the, with a right. bad attitude, you know, whatever. So I'm good. So here's a... So why don't we do this? Give us a little background about yourself, then I'll ask you a few questions, then we'll do a roundtable, then we'll come back to me and I'll ask you the tougher questions. Sure, man. Uh, well, you know, I've been doing, I'm a TV horror host, you know, creature features kind of thing. I grew up watching that stuff on TV as a kid, and lo and behold, for 16 years now, we've been on TV, television, nonstop. People are like, do you have a YouTube channel? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, but we're on the television set. You know, showing the old monster movies and doing shtick, you know. And uh, you know, I, I, I was a musician most of my life, so we worked the music into it, you know, and uh, interview celebrities and people who were just hanging out. You know, go to, used to go to conventions back in the day, spent a lot of money and time doing that. And it's different now, you know. Events or you know, back in the day, they used to be very informal. But uh, you know, we've been doing it for about sixteen years. Been in the music business since the eighties. And, uh, you know, just doing the stuff, man, staying alive. And by daytime, I'm a carpenter. So, you know, I just got in from work. I'm covered with tile grout and stuff. You know, you got to make money. It's hard in a show business. I'm famous, but I'm not rich. <laughs> you know, thanks uh, to the Internet. Everybody on this show has the same problem. Every, every, every host, every host uh, uh, that you're going to be talking to today has the same problem. Mm-hmm. We're all famous. Well, We're just not rich. It, well, the thing is, is you know how you get rich? You sell stuff, man. Or you rob a bank, or you print money, you know, get a buy a printer and just make your own money. I don't know. Just like, you know, friends of mine who are real estate agents, you know what I mean? You don't get paid to be a real estate agent. you got to go out and sell a house. So, you know, you got to sell some, you know, koozies or guitar picks or something, you know, you know, your time or whatever. You know, it's not that easy being a Johnny Depp, you know, celebrity. That Those days are kind of kind of come and gone. What are you supposed to do? You know, 
twenty right. million dollars for a movie and it's not enough? It's like really, okay. <laughs> so uh, you know, Carlos, got something. And, you know, go ahead, sir. Well, I was just gonna say, you know, like with pop music and bubblegum stuff and forty fives and records and magazines. How old were you when you went nuts on that stuff? You know, you're you're ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Teeny bopper stuff, man. So we aim it at the kids, man. The adults are great, but they're all like, you know, I got to go. You know, so the kids, it's all about the kids, man. For me, I like because it's the kid and me that makes me do this stuff. It's very childish. It's not a serious adult thing, you know. That's kind, right. of, you know, kind of silly. So I guess my question is then, uh, we have uh, Carlos Borlaub as our guest here on 89.1 Kins FM. We got uh, 29 minutes here with a man. So I guess my uh, one of my questions is, you know, you mentioned that you're a late-night horror host. Uh, of course, I grew up watching Elvira like most uh, oh, men yeah. uh, did. And, uh, of oh, course, yeah. we had a local we had a local uh, horror fest uh, movie host named Mad Frank. And right. I'm known... Mad Frank? Yeah, uh, Delray Dvorak, and I'm known the world over... Well, actually, Fargo was the world of me at the time. I'm known as uh, Mad Frank's number one <laughs> fan, and he also has his number two fan. They did a documentary about him, and they uh, featured me in that documentary as his number oh, one fan. Nice. <laughs> hey, one, number one, number two, whatever. It's the same thing, you know? And that's what it's and all I know about. People, you know, and when they, we say late night horror house. Sure, it's on late at night, but you know what? It's also on in the morning when the kids can see it in the afternoon. You know, because kids can't always stay up late. You know, the adults get a kick out of it, but it's kind of like, you know, Sven Gulli has kind of re-brought the whole thing back to the table, 8 o'clock on Saturday nights, you know. The kids are watching it with the grandparents, man, and everybody gets it. You know, it's about the it's a and, comedy show, really. And, you know, the cool thing is about being a late-night uh, movie horror host is you get to play all those great D minus strong yeah. F plus movies like for instance um uh Jesse James versus Dracula, uh oh, yeah, Dracula's yeah. dog, um, Oh yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes boogity, we run out of titles and we'll just we'll make something up. We'll have like the blob versus reptilicus, you know. Five minutes or so because people's attention spans nowadays are so short, man. We cut, cut it quick, man. We cut those movies down to the bare minimum, and people like to see something that's a minute long, you know, two minutes long, three minutes. You know, sometimes you, you, sometimes you know, we got a two-hour show, a one-hour show, and a half-hour show. You go online, you got 30 seconds for people to see your stuff. So that's why I, I rely on it. the television. People sit back at the table. They put their feet up. They're watching your show. So you can squeeze in a lot of stuff. You know, we go to conventions and interview celebrities, has-beens and would-have-beens and could-bees, you know. And the fans in the audience, man, that's that person that's walking down the hallway all dressed up. I want to know what they're talking about, you know. And you, you put them on TV, man, and people are like, hi, Mom, you know, the boob tube. Because these old movies are fun. You know, the brain that wouldn't right. die and stuff. It's fun, but you know what? When you put that on in front of a bunch of kids, they're like, it's black and white. Blah. So you gotta you got to spice it up a little bit. You know, throw a couple oh, yeah, of that, sound effects in there. You know, cut in and out. Show some cut, cut away to some music videos, some wrestling or something like that, man. Anything. Right. 
And that's why you got to explain to kids nowadays that the Wizard of Oz has not always been in color, you know. Uh, Carlos Borlaps, I guess you were at 26 Minutes. Uh, Carlos, I want to introduce you to uh, my first guest host. She's uh, on my right, Matthias on my left. So, Granny, what do you have for our esteemed guest, Mr. Uh, Borlaps? Well, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have you on, you know. And Thank you. I remember, I remember, you know, when you mentioned Spinguli, you know, and yeah. I come to Elvira. I mean, I remember seeing those shows. I mean, I still, I live in Arkansas, and they still oh. show Spinguli on one of the cable channels down here. I think yep, it's like yep. TV or something like that. And exactly. They I, show Star Trek you know, and all that fun stuff. Yeah, so, I mean, it. So, uh, what has been, you know, I know you said, you know, you interviewed, you know, celebrities sometimes and everything. Sure. What was one of your most interesting interviews that you've done with uh, huh. any kind of celebrity? Well, and you can't say so me because that would be too easy. Right. Well, this is, this is definitely ranking up there. But, you know, George A. Romero, the director of Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, I met George 10 years ago when we came in with the camera. And he looked over and he said, Carlos Bola. He knew my, somebody told him my name. And the reason I got the interview, because he's like, is this for, you know, YouTube or, or for Internet or whatever? I said, no, it's for television. Hello. And, you know, millions of people watch TV and you can't track it. But George Romero was great. Herschel Gordon Lewis, the classic director of 2000 Maniacs and stuff, he was, you know, old as dirt. That was a fun interview. The old guys, man. Zachary from the 50s. Um, you know, uh, we had a wrestler on our show, Nikolai Volkov, the Russian guy that used to fight Oh, yeah, Nick, yeah, Nikolai Volkov, Man, he yeah. was my buddy, man. He passed away a few years ago. He was 80 yeah, very he suddenly. Did. But he would call me out of the blue during the week, and the phone would ring. He's like, hey, <laughs> have, you, have you quit smoking yet? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You know, he was a, he's a Hall of Famer, man. He was dying to come and do another show. But he came on the show in the trunks and the stuff, ready to fight. And we had another wrestler sitting there. And I'm in, trying to interview him. And I'm like, so tell me about fighting. How do you? He's like, you know, let's not talk about fight. Let's just go ahead and fight. Ah! And they started fighting. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> man, you know, the fun stuff. And sometimes... The exciting interviews are at after a convention, and the people are all hanging out out front in the lobby, and the chick with the mm-hmm. fire fangs in. Mm-hmm. You know, the people are so excited, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Freddy Krueger, uh, Robert England. You know, I got a couple minutes with him. He's a cool guy. People recognize you after a few years. That ah, this is television. Okay, they remember because people will tell you, oh, nobody watches TV anymore. It's like oh, really. <laughs> More people watch TV than ever. And, you know, the radio is important, too, because people are just listening, man. You know, so what is the first thing you do when you get in your car besides roll the windows? Uh, you turn on the radio. Turn on the radio, and you find a good station. And you know what's coming back is AM radio is yep. making a big return. And so is also free television. Vinyl. Because people think, yeah, vinyl. oh, man, I got so many vinyls. Oh, <clears throat> But, you know, listen, man, I sent you a package. It should, should be there probably as soon as the show is over. I sent you some pics, some autograph pictures. I sent you a music CD and some stickers and stuff like that, you know. Give the music yeah, a and, listen, uh, man. I've, 
and, and we're definitely going to be. Uh, I, I'm going to give the CD to uh, the uh, the great owner, the great head of our radio station. Uh, he's also <laughs> the greatest. Uh, well, he's also the uh, greatest engineer that ever came oh, nice. from the from uh, Beach, North Dakota, and his name is yeah, Ken. You got, he's a you great guy. Buttons. Yeah, Gotta and have that uh, guy turning the knobs, man. That's a, the most important job, man. Is the engineer? Ask Mister Scott of the Enterprise, you know. <laughs> right. Uh, just, I, I mean, you know, it's. I'm glad. I, I love when he does the engi- uh, engineering stuff. Just as long as I never get a pink slip, that's uh, that's another story. Uh, we have uh, Mister Borlov <laughs> is our guest here, and. Uh, we have uh, – I'm going to tell you about a friend of mine after uh, Matthias asked a few questions. Now, Matthias is also a big uh, movie horror host uh, 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 horror host fan, and I know that yeah. he's got some questions for you. And then uh, uh, after that, I'm going to pitch you my friend. I'm going to try and get a job. So what do you have, Matthias? Go ahead. Well, first off, I want to welcome you onto the show, and um, I'm all, as Icon said, I'm a big horror movie fan and stuff like that. I've been a fan yeah. of horror movies ever since I can remember. Um, I noticed when I was looking at your website, I noticed that you have a lot of music videos out, and I'm also a very, very big uh, videographer myself. I like to shoot videos, whether it be music videos or just uh, on-the-fly kind of stuff. Um, I guess my my two questions for you would be, number one, what was your hardest music video you've ever had to make? And number two, Mm -hmm. what is one of your favorite music videos of all time? Good questions, man, because, you know, music and everything goes hand-in-hand, hand, dude. Cartoons, Bob Bunny, you know, introduced me to Beethoven and all the classics, man. But it's just like when I walk down the street, every step is music in my head, man. So as far as music videos, you know, the thing is I put it together after the fact. I never really go in with the intent on, okay, we're going to shoot a music video. I put stuff together. You would do a gig, whatever, later you synchronize it. Um, you know, and a lot of my music videos are like some of my songs. I'm not even in the stuff. I have my friend of mine, she's my very best friend, her name's Hyapatia Lee. She used to be one of the top girls in the adult film business back in the eighties. Boy, she's the look like the Indian girl. She doesn't do none of that anymore. She's a Cherokee medicine woman, but she's a video editor. She puts I mean, I send her a song and she uses stock footage and puts together some great stuff, but Music videos, for me, uh, really, the, the, the song that's our main song is Die, Monster, Die. And that's okay. you know, kind of our song. We got in movies and stuff. I've put together a couple neat versions of that, which are fun. But, you know, the thing is, is when I go out with video, you know, a, a lot of times I try not to overshoot. And, like, you end up with four hours of footage, but you got to make a one-hour thing. It's like, oh, God, you got to throw all this stuff away. So... I try exactly. to just enough stuff, just enough stuff. You know, sometimes okay. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll make a, I'll make a 15-minute segment out of two minutes of footage. You know, stretch it out if you can. you got to capture the moment, you know. I exactly. Because a lot of people are snobby about, well, what did you use, a DSLR? Or did you use this? I'm like, you know what I used? I used my, my Fisher-Price camera set from the 1950s, eh? right? You know, because content <laughs> is king. It doesn't matter, man, how many people, when you see a viral video, they shot it on their phone. And it's like, oh, really? You know, I got the $4,000 TV camera and all that stuff, but then I got a $50 phone. And it's like, what I shoot on that is more important. <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> if you happen to catch you know, Bigfoot come, you know, if you, you see Bigfoot coming out of a UFO, you know, what are you going to yeah. shoot it with? Uh, what are you got? You know, we got a video cameras in our pockets now, you know, which exactly. is kind of cool. Man, when we were kids, we dreamed about that. We had to make stuff up in your mind. I used to carry around a tape recorder and record audio when I was young, dreaming about the day when we'd have a video camera in our pocket, you know. So it's interesting to see what the young people do now. But uh, music exactly. video is very important. Music video is very important. People love music. You yeah. know, whatever yeah. it is, if any style, you know. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, as you were kind of mentioning, when you walk or when you walk down the street, as I'm a professional wrestler, every time I, like, I get out of my truck, like when I'm doing my regular job, every time I get out of the truck, I feel like I'm just end exiting the curtain yeah. for a match yeah, or whatever man. in front of a crowd. It's, it's so cool. And then uh, as uh, awesome. Icon said, there is a musician involved. It kind of brought me triggering points back to last Friday where I got concussed with a violin. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, it was uh, the guy. I was uh, turning around because after I got smoked with a briefcase, I turned around and I got a whole violin just smashed over my head, and that Dude, was you an interesting be little adventure. Man, you know, because I'll tell you, even a, a kazoo, you could put somebody's eye out with a kazoo. Exactly. You know? Well, yeah. I mean, well, you this know. is the same guy that uh, uh, that landed on a uh, table of thumbtacks, and uh, he was known as a human pincushion for a while. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that before, man. You know, but the, the thing is, is, you know, here's the thing. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger, right? Right, I guess. Absolutely. I it's the little things that scare me, man, like a spider bite or something, something that you didn't ask for. That It's like I'd rather get I'd rather get punched in the stomach where you could fight back. But, you know, when you're sitting there and a mosquito bites you on a, his elbow, you can't even fight back, you know. No. Nope. <laughs> man, uh, Carlos Morlock is our guest. Sorry, go ahead. Where did they hit you with the violin, man? Did it hit you in the head? Yeah, he hit me right in the front of the forehead, and it uh, it cleaned my <laughs> clock a little bit. <laughs> nice. You needed it. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it would have been better if you would have been hit by a clock. Yeah, maybe. Just yeah, maybe. Yeah. Hey, that's an idea. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was going to ask, too, uh, really quick before we went back to Icon, because um, I, I just have to know, what is one of your favorite horror movies of uh, all time, and why? Was it like because of the makeup, the acting, the film in general? What was it? Well, I'll have to say, you know, that's why the show's called Monster Madhouse. We show horror movies, but I tell people we, we show monster movies. There's got to be a monster in it. One of my favorites is when I saw it when I was a kid, and to this day, Godzilla with Raymond Burr, 1954, the American version of Godzilla. That is just terrifying. And another movie that's the really good, 1933, The Mummy, with Boris yep. Karloff. Oh, Man. Yeah. Ooh, wow. that is frightening because people see it. You don't see the you know, you theater of the mind. You see the shadow of the hand, and the guy just dies of fright. He's just so scared, he just dies. The mummy didn't even have to do nothing. He's like, hey, what? <laughs> I was just trying yeah, to say I hello. Yeah, yeah, Icon and I made a made, we made a joke. Well, he mentioned that you were going to be on our show next week or last week. He mentioned, and I was like, "We're going to talk to Boris Karloff," and I'm like, the, "And he's like, no, no, Carlos Borloff." And I'm right. like, "I'm like, well, I sure hope you don't make that mistake <laughs> throughout the entire listen, show." Though, that's what 
that's where it comes from, man. Because you know, horror host name exactly. I was like Carlos Borloff because I love everybody loves Boris Karloff. So I met his daughter Sarah Karloff, and when I met her, I said, "You know what my horror host name is?" And she says, "It's <clears> Carlos <throat> Borloff." And I said, "You're right. It's like Boris Karloff." But flipped around, and she said, "Because I appeared on the Tonight Show with Jay Leno." Back in 2009, they showed a 30-second clip, and I mentioned her father's name on national television, and she was like, "Thank you," you know. Yeah. Keep them and keep them, keep them going, man. Boris Karloff. A lot of people don't get that, and they call me Boris and all that stuff. I'm like, yeah, you know, you can call me. Just don't call me late for dinner, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but sir. It's, it's, you know. It's, it's 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 good to have a name like the icon. It's a good name, man. The the uh, the icon. I love that, man. And right, Matthias, and uh, you know, you know, dude, Matthias. Yep. You know, if you go to Germany, you know what they're going to call you? They're going to call you Matthias. <laughs> yeah, I, I, there there Matthias. has been so many names I've been called in the book, especially that, on this show. Yeah, <laughs> Matthias is a good name. That's the name of the guy. That's what I say. It's Matthias in Germany. He's the guitar player from the Scorpions, and the guy's good. Oh, yeah. He's you know, and uh, we have Carlos Borlaub as a guest here on 89.1 Ken's FM. we got uh, 13 minutes with uh, Carlos. Now, you know, the cool thing, Carlos, is uh, at the end when you said pronounce Matthias, or Matthias, uh, yeah. I usually throw that in there because no one ever gets his name right. Uh, right and right, then even right. when I throw that in there, they still get it wrong, and you're the only yeah, one that ever know. read that pronunciation, so I thought that was funny. So I'm going to use that for some kind of uh, uh, yeah. outtake later on. It's going to be fun. Uh, so I, I have a few questions here for you. You know, I had sent you a um, a couple uh, images of a good friend of mine, Chrissy Kruger. Uh, oh, the, yeah. Did you have a chance to contact her? She is a vampire. Sure, she, she's one. She's one of my Facebook friends, man. I know everybody. You know, I'm like I'm like the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, she's adorable. I love her to death. But you know what? Here's the thing. I've talked to her. I've talked to a bunch of people. All the good ones are taken. I'm like, ah, what am I gonna? What am I chop liver over here? You know, I gotta sneak up on a blow up doll at this point. But she is amazing. I love her dad. I love her images. I look at her all the time. I follow her on Facebook, and she looks like she's got the vampire teeth in all the time, you know. And she's so. And I think we're friends on Facebook too, aren't we? Oh yeah, 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 man. I'm looking at you right now, buddy. Because uh, I made that cool little collector's card for you. Yeah, 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 man. You know what is cool? And well, you know what was great was MySpace. Remember MySpace? Yeah, you know, it the first like, celebrity I ever got friends, became friends with on MySpace was Kenny yeah. Rogers. No kidding. You know, man, I met Tommy Lee on there. I met Val Kilmer on there because it was back when dot-coms, you know, everybody had a website. So MySpace was like your own little website. You'd go to your page, and you could decorate it, and you had all kinds of fun stuff. And Facebook kind of took it down to where it's just a news feed. You know, you don't have a page of people are like, oh, I haven't seen anything from you in uh, six months. And I'm like, well, I post every day. Hello. You know, <laughs> I don't know. They got me on, they got me on, the, on, the, on, the, on the list, I guess, the short list. A couple people see my stuff. But, you know, you got to go to people's page because sometimes I'm at the mindset that I'm going to hang posters up on my wall, but you got to come over to see them, you know. Right. 
that's the thing, you know, because people want to be displayed. And it's like, you know, Facebook is fun. You, they limit you to all these friends, and they give you notices all the time that, well, we're going to limit you to the thing and uh, shadow venue and blah, blah, blah. You're, they go back 10 years and find something you posted years ago that goes against their community standards. And I'm like, well, how about a right. couple sandwich? Does that go against your community standards? <laughs> you know, and a well, well, sandwich. So, so we we can do this. We have uh, uh, Carlos Borlaug as our guest here. We got uh, ten minutes left here with our buddy here. Uh, so we can do this. So we have time. If our fans want to check you out, you got a Facebook, you got an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok, a TV show. Yep, what do you yep. got? Well, just just Google the words "Monster Madhouse" and you will find us. We're on YouTube. We're on MeTube. YouTube. Uh, MySpace, you know, all this stuff. I try to do the Twitter and the Instagram, but I don't get it, you know. And so, I, you know, the Facebook, Monster Madhouse, just follow the greasy spots and you'll find us, you know. And, you know, television stations across the country is what it's all about. We've got about 45 TV stations in just as many different cities in California, Nevada, and the thing, and the boom. Uh, Buffalo, Detroit are over-the-air stations that if you got an antenna, it's free TV. People are cutting their cable left and right because you know what? You can put an antenna up and you get set like 700 free channels, man, with HD because it's an FCC law. Now, a lot of times we air on public stations. They call them public access, and it's like, oh, geez, you know, here's a, here, have a sandwich. And uh, so, but whatever, it's television. But you have to buy a cable to get that station. So we love. The cats that put up the antenna and they just broadcast, you know. And it's you know, you turn on your TV and there it is. Because back when if I was I'm not young, mistaken, man, you know. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. But if I'm not mistaken, oh, no, aren't you? Uh, say, go ahead. Well, TV set is a terrible thing. If you turn it on and there's nothing, you know. It was back in the day when we bought a TV set, you turned it on and television was on. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You don't have to subscribe to nothing. Um, I, right. I don't know if this is still going on, but uh, you're uh, you're trying to win the Rondo Award, are you? Is that still going on? Is the voting still going over. on for that? That's over. But here's the thing, and that's kind of cute. But here's the thing. I'm an English, you know, uh, you know I study the English language sometimes. Now, here's the thing. An award, I've won awards. You just walk in one day and they're like, hey, you won an award. They, they just award you an award. You don't have to vote for it. That's called an election. That's a contest. But they see who can get the most votes contest. That's an award. They just give you based on merit. But the Cub Scouts, you win. You, you won an award. Well, I did. Well, yay. You know, I'm the ugliest man on the planet. Yay, thank you. Whatever. You just win the award. So contests are cool, but it's a popularity thing. Whoever can get the most votes. And to me, that's an election. That's a contest. Right. You know, an award, you just, you know what? When an award comes out, so-and-so <laughs> won the award for ugliest man in the world. And it's like, oh, me, yay. You know, there's a council that votes on it. But having a, a mass of votes where you've got to pine for votes and beg people to vote for you, and then you don't win. It's embarrassing. It's a contest. And I don't like to enter contests unless I know I'm going to win. So, you know, right. they, they nominate people, but, and it's cool. But, you know, the thing is, as you look through all the categories, like they have best magazine cover, 
they give you 10 choices to pick from. Here's an actual thing to vote on. With horror hosts, it's just based on namesake. It's not like you enter a thing to be judged. You know, like, here's what uh, we did last year. You know, here's me fighting with a woodpecker, uh, you know, b- versus whatever. There's, they just vote, like, who's your favorite? Whatever. You know, it could be somebody who hasn't even been on, year, on, a, on the air in 20 years. So it's just really a vote contest. And I get it, and I appreciate it. That's wonderful. But it's not an award. An award, like I said, they just give it to you. You know, whether you won right. or not, you won. <laughs> but I've got like seven tally awards, which is on the same level, but it's a little bigger. But you send it, you pay a fee, and you send it in. And their little council of tally people, they vote on your thing. You either win or you don't. You either win a silver, or a, a silver is the big one, or you get a, a, a gold one or whatever. It's a brass or copper or whatever they call it. But I've won seven tally awards because I've done the hot rod shows and fishing shows and, you know, the Monster Madhouse show. And, you know, we've won, you know, you win the awards. But then they're like, oh, okay, well, the statue is $195. So, oh, you're in the business of selling statues. Okay. Because when I was a kid, when you won an award, they just came over and pinned something on you. You know, it's like, hey, you won. It's like here's a free bucket of, you know, they give it to you. It's awarded. It's an award given to you Wait, based well, you know, on it's funny. when i was in done. school when i was in school i was like uh i was like uh greg from meet the parents uh i was happy to get uh, a ribbon all the way down to 19th place uh we have uh, carlos Borlaup as our guest here and for those of you who uh, have never seen uh, what carlos looks like and i hope you don't mind the comparison but he's uh, kind of yeah. half hillbilly jim half wolfman jack and part ted nugent Yep, and there's also a little bit of, man, I've gotten Lemmy from Motorhead, and I've also gotten the, the, the uh, what's the guy's name who died, the wrestler, the uh, God, the guy snapping to a Slim Jim, you know, that dude. Oh, the, Macho the, Man the, Randy Savage. Macho Man, I get that so much because of the beard and the thing. and the, But, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's a thing, man. You know, the, originally, you know, what it came from was when I was 13, I discovered Kiss. Kiss. So I got the face paint and thing, and the cowboy hat just came because it's like to be a horror host, you have to have a weird hat. And I was like, I had just gone to Mexico on a cruise before I'd even doing this stuff, and I bought a hat down in Mexico from some old man. That's a nice looking cowboy hat. Same one I've been wearing. I don't wear the cowboy hat. You know, whatever. So, you know, but it's a mix of all the everything, man. You know, for everything from A to Z, you know, and then I wear the spikes on my arms and stuff. And, you know, the Japanese really love this stuff, man, because it's like Godzilla stuff. Kind of Legion of Doom type. Godzilla is all about it, man. I'm like typing. I'm I'm trying to type hello to somebody. I just type Godzilla. And uh, real, real, real quick here, you know, uh, one of our fan questions is, uh, how long does, uh, uh, do you have uh, someone do your makeup before the show, or do you do all your own makeup, like? Yeah, right. Yeah, I wish. Yeah, people are like, hey, do you got to cook? Yeah, no. No, I go into a phone booth or a bathroom or anything. I put that makeup on so quick, you know. But the thing is, is as I get older, less and less makeup required. You know, because I'm scary. Man, without the makeup, boy, I'm scary. You know, so, you know, uh, one of these show, one of these days, no makeup required. I just put a flashlight under my chin. Boo! <laughs> but, you know, and, the uh, one, one thing, thing I noticed I... about the show, 
over the years. Is it's more comedy. I, I try, I'm, I'm not trying to be like spooky and scary. It's more comedy. So it's a lot more like Bozo the Clown meets Gene Simmons. <laughs> I don't know. And uh, yeah. one, one thing, uh, you know, I know you mentioned that you have studio guests. I guess my next question is what uh, would the icon have to do to be an in-studio guest to uh, bring you the highest rated show that you ever had? Man, by we got to talk. On. we got to plan that. I'm in Washington, D.C. suburbs. Now, I've been trying to get out, man. You're in Fargo, right? Right. Dude, man, I saw that movie, Fargo, where they got the guys shoving down. Wow, what a crazy movie that was. I would love to get what? out there. We'll, we'll meet up someday, dude. And at the worst, and, you know, with the modern technology, we can do a Zoom thing or something and have you as a guest right. like that. And you here's know? a cool thing. If we get you to Fargo, you can actually see the actual log chipper from the movie at our visitor center. It is here. No kidding. It is here, yes. No kidding. Dude, that's the craziest scene in that movie. And that I'll tell you what, if we get nuts. you down here, if you if we get you down here, I can get you a, a room at one of our sponsor, Wood Spring Suites. I can get you a suite there. I'll take care of you. If you get down here, we'll work that out. Then we'll even have you in studio with us. Do they, are there girls out there? Yes. Because I'll tell you what, here in the D.C. area, boy, i got to sneak up on a glass of water. <laughs> you know? That's it's awesome. It's weird. It's weird, man. You know, just, just like shooting pool with a rope. <laughs> but, yeah, Fargo, North Dakota, man. Because, you see, I'm part Lenape American Indian, and I know there's a lot of American, Native American stuff out there, too. Man. And then you take a couple of days and you go to the to the flats and you dig for dinosaur bones. I'd love to do that, man. Well, I'll tell Dinosaurs you what, we can uh, awesome. we we can get you all that uh, definitely, no problem. Dinosaurs are crazy, man. I'm just glad they're not here now, you know. Right. So uh, I'll tell you what we uh, we only got about uh, we only got about thirty seconds here. So uh, let us know no. where uh, if. Uh, where uh, people can uh, watch your show if they don't have it on their uh, if they're on their cable TV, how they can also see it. Let us know. Well, you can always see stuff if you go to monstermadhouse.com. If you have a computer, that's all one word, monstermadhouse.com. There's a video page and pictures and stuff, and you know, monstermadhouse.com. Or look behind any dumpster behind a garbage station, a gas station. There's garbage, gas, same thing. You know. Ten bucks a gallon. Awesome. What the heck? Well, I'll tell you what, man. We do. We appreciate you taking time on your schedule. You've been really awesome. I'm glad that uh, you were able to join us, and uh, I can't wait to uh, be on your show. And we'll definitely have you on again. You've been awesome, and uh, we thank you. Man, uh, you guys are the beast. I mean, the best. And it's great to talk to you. And hold up the hold up the fort out there in Fargo, and I'll be tuning in, man. All right, you can check us on www.kensfm.com. Click on the chat room, and there's a button for you to listen to the station anywhere you're at. That's fantastic, man. God bless you guys and gals. Take care, Carlos. <laughs> All right. Thank you. All right. Carlos Borlov, ladies and gentlemen, I, and I think our uh, next guest is waiting the wings, I do believe, but we need to take a quick little time out. Hear from one of our sponsors, and we will be back after these messages. Give us about 30 seconds. 
As you know, 89.1 Ken's FM is funded through donations by our listeners and sponsorships from area businesses. If your business would like to sponsor Ken's FM and reach thousands of young adults and college students every day, contact us at 218-585-3067 or at info at kensfm.com. Any one of us can help you get your sponsorship started. We have many packages available to fit your budget. So contact us today at 218-585-3067 or at info at kensfm.com. And thanks for listening to 89.1 Ken's FM. And we do thank you for listening to 89.1 Ken's FM. But right now, stepping out of the green room, walking down the aisle, we have another awesome guest. He is an awesome individual. He is John Russell Kring. Hey, how's it going, guys? This is John Russell Craig. You're listening to the Attitude Era Monday Live Monday on 89.1 Ken's FM with your host, the icon, the big swing, Granny Hookster, and the modern nightmare, Matthias. So how are you, John? Good to have you with us. I'm doing great, man. I'm doing awesome. I'm doing awesome. I'm so glad that we're trying to reach um, uh, young people and, and college age. You know, as an old 51-year-old man, I really feel like I have a lot to say to them. Well, I'll tell you what, we're definitely going to get your message out because uh, we we do have a longer <laughs> period of time with you because uh, uh, for some reason we did have one guest kind of uh, plague on us. He might call in later, but uh, I know that uh, we said that you're going to be on for half an hour. Would you be willing to stay longer? Uh, absolutely, bro. I'm uh, I'm here for the duration, whatever you need. Awesome. Uh, John Russell Kring is our guest here, and uh, we're on 89.1 Ken's FM, so we're not going to uh, – well, we got we got plenty of time. we got at least 25 minutes, uh, and we'll definitely do more. So uh, how, how should we address you? Do you prefer John, Mr. Kring, uh, the good old JR? How would you like us to uh, introduce uh, John, you or John, address you? John is great, man. John's great, and uh, – you know, I am. Uh, I've been called much, much worse in my time. So wh- whatever makes you happy. But uh, I was just, uh, I was just listening to uh, the guy. He was like a horror, uh, horror host, sort of like you know Car- the, the classic like, the male yep. version of Elvira. Uh, well, uh, yeah, basically. <laughs> cool. Great fun. And uh, now, now we have you. So what we're going to do here is if you want to give us a little background about yourself, and then uh, sure. we'll uh, have some fun with the interview. Go ahead. Oh, well, you know, um, I am an independent filmmaker. Uh, I make ultra-low-budget features. I have made 20 of those uh, in my time. Um, I've probably been a filmmaker for about 20 years. I work with my wife. Uh, so she and I, we've... Uh, make movies together uh we write together she uh edits and shoots and i direct and produce and uh I, you know i hopefully i try to do about a, a film a year that's what i'm always uh, uh attempting um i started out uh, as a filmmaker doing something called the extraordinary film project and that was where i was trying to make 12 feature films in 12 months and uh, that was uh, that was film school. That was like learning how to, you know, pretty much do everything and uh, deal with everything and ride the chaos, which is what independent filmmaking is. 
and uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk to you. Uh, like I say, since we got a long, uh, long time here with you, uh, we're gonna ask. We're gonna talk about plenty of films. I'm gonna ask you a lot about them. Uh, we'll do a roundtable sure. here, and then uh, we'll uh, come back to me, and I'll ask you the tougher questions. Now, I usually wait till uh, uh, towards the end of the interview, so uh, the uh, said guest doesn't hang up. But if nobody's ever seen John Russell before. Uh, he's kind of like uh, he's kind of like a cross between Hank Williams Jr. and uh, Waylon Jennings. So if you've never seen him, uh, and he's got that John Conley uh, rose-colored glasses, so now you guys know what he looks like. How's that for a comparison? I think that works. You know, there, uh, I've I've been uh, uh, compared to uh, no budget uh, Tarantino before. A little bit of Rob Zombie, you know. My my hero is John Carpenter. So you know, whatever, uh, whatever floats your boat, man. Well, and I left out the fact that you have Qui Gon's uh, mustache or uh, Qui Gon's facial hair, so I left that out. But I, I guess that kind of fits too. Uh, John Russell Kring is our guest here on eighty nine point one Ken's FM. So uh, what we're going to do here uh, is uh, we're going to do a little roundtable. Uh, we'll. Uh, have uh, Granny ask a few questions. She's on my left, and uh, Matthias is on my right. And then we'll come back to me, and we'll ask you tougher questions. And then as we talk about uh, some of your other movies, uh, uh, Matthias and uh, Granny can uh, ask about those. So, Granny, what do you got for our guest? Go ahead. Well, welcome to the show. We're glad to have you on. It's a pleasure to have you on with us tonight. So what has been one of your more favorite movies you've produced, directed, you know, that you've been a part of in your career? Well, Granny, uh, every movie to me is almost like starting over. I, I, I love the, the challenge. So they, they all kind of have a special place for different reasons, but probably um, the one that I'm uh, most proud of is a movie called uh, Darcy. And uh, that was a movie that I made uh, a few years ago, um, and it uh, uh, is a movie that's kind of probably had the biggest budget of any movie that I'd ever done, uh, which even, you know, by Hollywood standards, you know, it's not even what you would spend on, like, catering or anything like that. But uh, the star of that movie, uh, her name is Gus Burney. It was her first film that she'd ever done. Um, but she has gone on and uh, is on a, a series on um, epics called Shining Veil, which stars uh, Greg Singer and Courtney Cox. And uh, she also, you know, uh, was on the uh, uh, television series. So I kind of feel like, you know, I helped her get her start, and I was able to recognize uh, the star, really, that she was. But uh, uh, Darcy is about a 15-year-old who works at one of those no-tell motels, um, and uh, the people that uh, surround her are sort of like the ne'er-do-wells of society. You know those kind of people, Granny. They're probably some of them in your family. And uh, <laughs> and uh, so you've got a 15-year-old who's, you know, uh, whose best friends are... You know, uh, Raiders! Okay, Big Swing, you, we know you're listening. Just disregard that little sound effect because okay. I'm not a Raiders fan. Okay, well, you know, um, you know uh, I'm, I, 
the, the the Raiders are always m- much more entertaining than they are actually winning. So uh, <laughs> I, I I understand both sides of it. But uh, I love me some John Matuzak, who was a Raider uh, in the movie North Dallas Forty. That's one you got to check out. Oh, I own it. Yes, definitely. North Dallas Forty. Yeah, I remember North Dallas Forty. Yeah, yeah, it was a great movie. Yeah, Nick Nolde. Uh, John Russell Cream is our guest here. We got uh, 19 minutes, but before we uh, have Matthias ask his question, we got to take a quick little time out to do some legal stuff, and then we'll be right back after we hear this. You're listening to 89.1 Ken's FM, KNNZ FM, Holly Fargo Moorhead, independent public radio for Fargo Moorhead and the Valley. Also on the web at www.kensfm.com. And we are back here on 89.1 Kens FM. John Russell Kring is our guest here. Matthias, I know that, uh, you know, you're going to try and uh, get into one of his next movies like I am, but I'll let you try first. Uh, What do you have for our guest? Go ahead. Well, first off, I want to welcome you onto the show. It's always a pleasure having uh, being able to talk to somebody that's also a video creator such as myself. Um, oh. I guess one of one of my uh, my favorite, or I guess one of my questions would be, uh, what is one of your favorite like genres of film to make? Is it do you like one that like like the horror, or do you more of a comedy? Like, what what would be one of your kind of favorite films to make if you could? Uh, that's a really good question. Uh, do I call you Nightmare or Matthias or just NM? I go by, I go by Matthias. I am uh, my my ring name is Matthias. I am the man from every woman's dream and every man's worst nightmare. But they call me the modern oh, nightmare on here. Groovy, groovy. Yeah, okay, that way I can it. own it. Okay, <laughs> nice. Uh, I'll, I'll 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 tell you this: the two genres that you brought up to me are some of the for me, are some of the most limiting genres. Because I have made horror films, and I have made comedies, but the two things about those are is that a horror film has to be scary, and a comedy has to be funny. And uh, if if you work within the realm of, let's say, you call it a thriller, or you work within the realm of drama, or dramedy, or kind of mixing things together a little bit more, you seem to have a little bit more freedom. So what I find is everything that I uh, have uh, been writing lately would fall under the category of drama, but I try to add an element of uh, genre to them because that just makes it a little bit more entertaining for the audience. For example, you, you take something like a movie like Hereditary, which was a great horror movie, by A24. Actually, I do an A24 podcast because I love A24 movies. But Hereditary really is a family drama. Uh, it's, so there's a supernatural aspect to it, but the most of what that film is about is about family drama and, you know, family basically disintegrated. So I would mm-hmm. say that I am very much interested in the story of the ordinary person caught up in the extraordinary circumstance, and uh, I try to stay away from the the simplistic labels as much as possible. Okay. And then uh, what would you probably say is one of the most uh, difficult parts about making a film, in, in your own opinion? Oh, you know what that is, uh, Matthias. That's money. 
money exactly. Is, money is money is absolutely the most difficult part of uh, of uh, making a film. You're never going to have enough of it. You're never going to have enough time. So you kind of have to throw the, both of those out the window and say, I don't care, you know, that I don't have what I need. I'm still going to find a way to do it. Um, now you can adjust to that by uh, if you're writing it and you don't write a bunch of stupid stuff in it that you can't actually pull off. But, uh, you know, you know, generally speaking, uh, I, I always say this, money does grow on trees. And what I mean by that is that you grow money. Money comes from relationships. Money comes from the people that you have been friends with, that you have uh, had attachments to, the people that you have helped, the people that you have connections with, and those are the people that want to help make your dreams uh, a reality. So look Mm -hmm. around you, folks. That's where the money is. You're not going to find it from strangers. You're going to find it from friends and family. Absolutely. Uh, John Russell Kring is our guest here on 89.1 Kens FM. There's a, there is one film I want to ask you about, but before I ask you about that, I'm going to I'm going to play a quick little commercial, and then we'll see if you can guess after you hear this commercial what uh, movie I'm going to uh, ask you about. So give me about 30 okay, seconds so you can hear it, and then we'll talk about that film. One second. Perfect. The new clocks are here. The new clocks are here. Yes, for a limited time, you can get your very own 89.1 Ken's FM clock. For a $25 donation, you can get a classic analog round-faced clock with the 89.1 Ken's FM logo on the front. Just go to our website, www.kensfm.com, and under the More Merch tab, you will find the clocks along with numerous other new merch you can order. Get yours now while supplies last. We have these in limited quantity, so order now at www.kensfm.com. And speaking of clocks, uh, you did a movie called, uh, well, it, it, it was about a clock. Tell us about that. It's from 2008. Oh, that, oh, that uh, are, are you talking about uh, Melvin's clock? Yes. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was back at, uh, when I was doing the 12 feature films in 12 months. Uh, that was a cra- that was a crazy experience. We shot that movie in Phoenix, uh, Arizona. We uh, 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 probably uh, the whole budget was about twenty five hundred bucks, and uh, the movie was uh, kind of about the day in the life of a of an elderly gentleman who uh, every day he would always go and do the same thing, and at the same time that you know we were following him. We were also following uh, this other kind of insane father character who was planning on uh, killing himself and his son. And at the end of the movie, the two of them sort of, you know, collide together. So that was a, that was a really uh, a wild movie. The thing about m- making 12 feature films in 12 months is that you are all – it becomes your life. You're working on three films at the same time. You're doing one in pre-production, one in production, and one in post-production. And uh, after that, doing just one film kind of feels like a vacation uh, compared to when I was doing that. So, you know, it's it's kind of like, uh, you know, going swimming and uh, training with weights. Once you take those weights off, you feel like you can float and do anything. 
So now, when you decide to do a sequel to that film, uh, maybe you can call it uh, Ken's eighty nine point one clock I as a sequel. Be, I think that would be absolutely uh, amazing, um, and uh, we could say Ken's eighty nine point one clock times up. You got to have that. Hey, little, you know, that'd that, be awesome. That, yeah, yeah. You got you got to have that little byline underneath it. You know, you know that's that. That's very important uh, for people, and it should be short, and it should be delivered with a bass voice. Chimes up. So, yeah, I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of curious about this uh, 12 films in 12 months. So basically, yeah, I'm guessing, correct me if I'm wrong, that uh, you, you had to film each film in a month and then release it the next month. Is that basically how you did it, or did you do them no, all Matt, and then release them all at honestly, once? No, honestly, I had to. Uh, I had to film uh, each film in probably about uh, a week or 10 days. And then by the end of the month, my wife had to have them edited. It was insane and it was stupid and it was not anything that I would ever recommend. But uh, it was a, uh, like I said, it was film school. It's how I learned. uh, Let me tell anybody, if they want to be a filmmaker, make films. That's That's how you do it. You know, I, I'm not saying that film school, you know, uh, you know, college or whatever is not valuable, but it's not going to teach you how to make a movie. You've got to make a movie to know how to make a movie. And uh, you currently have uh, two movies right now in, uh, yeah, one in post-production, Wheelies, Inc., and one in pre-production yeah. uh, through Sky Valley. Could you tell us about those and when uh, you're scheduled to release those? Wheelies Inc. was a, a, a really interesting production because uh, this uh, friend of mine, I had worked with his uh, son. Uh, I basically got him uh, started acting, and he was in three of my movies, uh, one called Hobo Jesus, one called The Night We Met, and the one Darcy. And on his own, he became a huge YouTube star in the realm of uh, biking, like doing wheelies and things like that. So his father comes to me, and he's like, hey, can we put these two things together? He's got 100,000 followers on YouTube, so can you write a movie where he's, an, he's acting and he's featuring his biking? Sort of like um, movies, you know, in the 80s about, you know, guys doing volleyball or uh, gleaming the cube or, you know, things like that, where the, uh, the sport is really featured in the storyline. So uh, that's what Wheelie's Inc. is, and uh, it's kind of a mystery, and it's a little bit Stranger Things, and it's a little bit, of, uh, you know, uh, you know, a little bit of 80s uh, vibe to it, and it's, you know, also very modern and urban. Uh, uh, Sky Valley is actually a uh, sci-fi. It's a much bigger production. The budget is about, uh, uh, we're looking at about trying to raise about $3 million, and We've got some cool people uh, attached to it, and it's, uh, I would say it has a lot to do with, uh, like, a Close Encounters uh, meets uh, Nomadland. And uh, we have uh, uh, John Kring as our guest here. We're on 89.1 Kens FM. Uh, if our... Next, if our first guest calls in as the third guest, we've got eight minutes left. If not, we're just going to continue with John because we have some more, a lot of other stuff that we can cover. So now, what, um, is there anybody 
uh, like any actor or actress that you'd really like to work with that you haven't had a chance to yet? And is there oh. one that you that you always want to work with that you did get to work with? I mean, absolutely. I mean, God. I, you know, the thing is, when you're when you're in the realm of the ultra low budget independent films. I mean, when you make when you've made movies that cost eight hundred dollars that still got fifteen million views you know, on YouTube, which I have a movie called Little by Peep that did that. Uh, you don't really get an opportunity to work with stars. You don't have the money to be able to do that. So what you have to do is you have to think about uh, what, I, what I say is you find uh, stars before they supernova, you know, before anybody else really realizes that somebody is going to be big and going to do great and grand things. Uh, you've got to, uh, you know, give them an opportunity that maybe somebody else isn't giving them. So, uh, you know, I absolutely, you know, I, I love to work with great people. If they happen to be famous people, that's fine. I got to uh, do a, um, a pilot. I was one of the directors of a pilot uh, with this guy named uh, Enrico Colatoni. Uh, and if you saw him, you would know him. See, there, uh, uh, guys, there are two kinds of famous. There's the person's face famous, and people go, oh, I know that person, but they don't know their name. And then there's the person's name famous, and name famous is much more famous than face famous. So this guy, Enrico Colatoni, is uh, face famous, and uh, he was on uh, Veronica Mars. He was on Just Shoot Me. Uh, you would probably know him from the movie uh, Galaxy Quest. And he was absolutely just awesome, awesome to work with. You know, so, uh, sometimes, you know, you just, get, uh, you just get an opportunity to work with uh, great people, even if you don't have a, uh, a huge budget. And uh, Enrico was just like that. So I guess what I'm going to do now, because our fans, are, we're waiting for it. So if you're looking for someone that's uh, due, destined for fame and fortune and glory, that would be huh. me. So I guess, you know, I'm if I could be in one of your, your next films, and we're going to talk about which, what kind of projects you have coming up next, I'd be willing to come out there. All you got to do is throw me a hot dog or two. I'd, I'd carry your bags. I'd get your cappuccino <laughs> from Starbucks or whatever you want, uh, and I'll do all that stuff for you just to be part of the film. And then when it uh, when people see me on the screen, they're like, they'll, they'll, they'll just be throwing money at you left and right because I'm in the film. Of course they will. I, I, I have no doubt of that. I mean, you're, you know, you're a self-starter. You're an entrepreneur. You've got your own radio station. You're like, you know, a young, you know, George Randolph Hearst. I mean, I, I, I can tell that. Um, but, uh, you, you know, honestly, you don't need to carry my bags. You know, we are all in this together. Making a movie is like, uh, it's either like a war or it's like sub or summer camp. Uh, you know, you walk out of it with uh, great memories and uh, pictures and probably PTSD. And, uh, well, I'll tell you what, then, if I don't have to carry bags, how about this? You wouldn't have, the only thing you'd have to do is make sure I get food and water. You wouldn't even have to pay me unless the, the film does well. I, appre I appreciate that, and I will, uh, I will take you up on that, my friend. I, or I, was gonna... I, I, love, I love giving people opportunity, and I love it when they do it for me. 
Or I was going to say, if you need a person with some real talent who is six foot three, two hundred sixty pounds, and can play anything from a love interest to a serial killer. Oh my God! Who the hell cares? I'm available. Yeah, I, I assume you're referring to Granny Hulkster. And, absolutely. Uh, absolutely, Granny. Uh, six foot three, two hundred sixty pounds. You're a butte. You're a butte. <laughs> no, not hardly. I'm not six foot three. Okay, I'm five seven and a half. I'm not six foot three, so Okay. Uh you you probably know her from her other name, the little old lady from Pasadena. Oh. No. No. I, okay. Or the one that is currently like, missing her. I dressed, I dressed like the little old lady from Pasadena, uh, for Halloween one year and I realized that I just looked like a guy in drag because absolutely no, I, nobody had any idea what my costume was. <laughs> uh, John Kring is our guest here on 89.1 Ken's FM. We got, uh, well, we got 43 minutes of uh, radio time. And, uh, well, we'll, ju- we'll just keep going. Uh, like I say, this is the first time that we've uh, been on the air here on 89.1 Ken's FM where we had a guest flake off on us, uh, and I just got a text message from him saying that there's a family emergency that he had to tend to, and we understand that. So we'll, we'll get uh, we'll get uh, Daisy on uh, at another time. Uh, he needs to deal with his uh, family issues right now, so we will uh, we will continue with this. So now I'm also curious. Um, you've also done uh, some things for the uh, for the small screen too, a TV series called. Point Society. Could you tell us how that came about? Oh, that was a that that was, that was an amazing uh, experience. Uh, There's this lady by the name of, of uh, Beth Conrad Brown, and uh, her husband uh, is uh, you know well off, and he uh, owns a glass factory. And she was diagnosed with cancer, and she uh, basically always had this dream of she wanted to be. A, you know, a creative person, and she has just huge, crazy ideas. Um, and so she talked to her husband and said, look, this might be, you know, my last opportunity to do anything. Can you give me some money from the glass factory, and uh, can we, you know, do kind of like a, a movie web series uh, type thing? And uh, long story short, we – uh, got an incredible uh, group of people together, including um, uh, uh, one of Donnie Wahlberg's uh, brothers and uh, an actress uh, named Naomi Grossman from American Horror uh, uh, Society. Uh, uh, yeah, American Horror Story. Yeah, American Horror Story. And uh, we did this like really crazy, almost like a supernatural mafia web series thing and then she didn't uh then she uh, uh didn't die of cancer so now she wants to come back and she wants to do more uh she wants to do more of them so uh, i'm not saying that uh, working with me uh cures your cancer but it couldn't hurt and uh john russell kring is our guest here and we're on 89.1 kens fm uh and uh john we do get uh most of our information from uh imdb.com uh, yes. That's where we uh, do most of our research. Now, you can correct uh, the information that I have uh, if it's incorrect, but another film I want to talk to you about, and I'll read the tagline and you can tell me what we're talking about. 
On the cusp of her 16th birthday, in order to break away from her confines, dreary life, a young teen must seek help from the outside with a murky past, which is Darcy. Tell us about that. Well, yeah, Darcy Darcy was the one that we did with uh, Gus Burney. Uh, And Gus Burney, her parents are uh, are rather famous. Her father, Reed Burney, is a Broadway uh, actor and a Tony Award winner. And her mother... Uh, goes all the way back to like fried green tomatoes, and um, uh, she's on the she was on the Netflix series uh, Orange Is the New Black. So Gus, you know, has these parents, but and we gave her this opportunity to be in her first movie, um, and it's a kind of a psychosexual thriller. Um, it is. Uh, it, we lived in a motel for about uh, two weeks. Um, I was the co-director with uh, this woman named uh, Heidi Phillipson, and being a co-director is not something that everybody, you know, probably should necessarily do, but we had a great experience uh, working together because it's sort of like she had the female perspective and I had the male perspective on the film. You know, Tracy and I, uh, we wrote it. Uh, I lived in a motel for about two years uh, of my life because my parents, we got kind of behind, so we started to work at the motel. And uh, experiences I had living at the motel, like being best friends, you know, with uh, uh, a uh, 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 lady of the evening uh, who uh, was at the room right next door with her pimp husband. Uh, you know, these are all things that were folded into uh, this story of Darcy. So I find that almost everything that I've ever uh, been involved in is very autobiographical. Um, I think that your life is really where you mine uh, your best material from. And my wife had experiences, you know, uh, from her childhood that we folded into the story of uh, Darcy. And, um, it, you know, it, uh, right now it is uh, on something called Herflix, uh, www com, which is sort of a female-centric uh, uh, website and, yeah, you know, going to be on Tubi and things like that. You know, uh, it's no good to have a film if nobody ever sees it. So you got to get it out there onto as many uh, platforms as possible. So, uh, you know, I'm on Prime. I'm on YouTube. I'm, uh, I'm everywhere that uh, people want to see uh, movies for free. <laughs> And uh, you know, uh, you mentioned Gus. You know, she uh, she turns 23 on the 23rd of or the 27th of July. So uh, oh. she's got a birthday coming up. Yeah. So uh, yeah, you know, yeah. You... She, was, she was just yeah, she was just on my uh, podcast. Uh, you know, uh, talking about her uh, her show Shining Veil uh, and telling stories about uh, Greg Kinnear and uh, Courtney Cox from Friends and. Uh, Gus is hanging with some really, some really big time people, but she still takes my calls. So I'm, I'm very, very thrilled with that, and hopefully I'll have an opportunity to uh, work with her again. Because some people, you, they, they just have this thing where you're like, that person could go really big. I mean, they could be like, you know, on the stage at the Oscars big. And Gus Burning is one of those people. So, well, let me ask you this. Uh, you know, and I'll understand if you turn me down for this. Uh, these, these two favors. Uh, first off, for fans that listen to our show, they know if you go to our 
Facebook page, Attitude Era, Monday Live Money. You like that? You go to 89.1 Ken's page, you like that? Do a $10 a month donation of Power of the Tower. You get qualified to win an autograph uh, picture or some memorabilia from our past guest, current guest, or future guest. Would you be willing to send us some autographs for giveaways? Oh, of course. Absolutely. I mean, you can't really read my uh, autograph, but, uh, you know, I'll, uh, we could act like it's my name. Well, that's fine. And then uh, would you be able to uh, hook us up with uh, with Gus? I would be more than happy to uh, let her know uh, about uh, you, what you guys have going on in uh, Fargo. Uh, you know, what a, what a great place. And uh, uh, the, the gentleman before, he was talking about Fargo the movie, but I also I love uh, Fargo uh, the television series. They just announced uh, uh, fifth season. Uh, that was going to be coming up with that. So, uh, you know, Fargo just keeps giving and giving to us. And, uh, you know, there, the, the cool thing is, like I mentioned to our previous guest, uh, if we could ever get you up here to Fargo, like, for instance, if you uh, do a movie with me in it, uh, we can make you a star here in Fargo. We can, ha- we can show the film uh, at the Fargo Theater, and uh, you, uh, we can take you up to the Visitor's Bureau, and you can actually see the actual log chipper from the movie, uh, here in Fargo, it's actually here. Uh, I love it. I, I I love it. Steve Buscemi, uh, you know, uh, his uh, leg sticking out the top of it. Absolutely, that sounds. Uh, my my wife and I actually one of the things that we do on her birthday is we go and we visit uh, famous movie sets. Um, uh, a couple of years ago, we went to Amityville, uh, New York, and we saw the Amityville house. Uh, and then we also went to where um, a Gloucester, where the perfect storm uh, was, and we saw the grave actually of the original uh, skipper of the uh, boat from the perfect storm. So yeah, we we just live and breathe movies. We almost went. Uh, I just actually got off of a, a long uh, trip for 45 days where I was traveling around the country doing about 9,000 miles. I just drove in today, as a matter of fact. Um, And uh, we almost went to um, Waukeda, Oklahoma, which was uh, famous in the movie Twister. But uh, the Twister Museum was closed that day, so it wasn't worth going. And uh, you yourself, being uh, born in Ohio, you got to be a big Buckeyes fan, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Ohio is um, not my favorite place, uh, except uh, during the fall. Um, it's, you know, kind of a kind of backwards country to me, but I love the Buckeyes, and um, I guess I'm always going to be a Buckeye at heart. It's just one of those things where if you're from Ohio, you just, you know, you have to love Ohio State, which means you have to hate Michigan. Right, and uh, I do, and of course, being here in uh, Fargo, North Dakota, the home of the North Dakota State University Bison, home of the, uh, they won the last nine of 11 national championships, so uh, I have a feeling that uh, I don't see anything standing in the Bison's way this uh, year from winning a championship, uh, and I don't see anything uh, standing away from Ohio State winning a national championship as well, as long as we don't defeat ourselves. from From your mouth to God's ears. And, uh, yeah, and I, I'm looking forward to the season, and I can't wait for the first game of the year, which, of course, is uh, against uh, 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 the school that Rudy went to. 
we have uh, we have uh, uh, we have a great guest here, and we have uh, John Russell Kring as our guest here, and we got uh, well, we're on eighty nine point one Kent FM. We got about uh, thirty minutes here. Uh, I'm kind of curious now. You mentioned that uh, your uh, your wife uh, uh, and you guys uh, do stuff together in, in the film industry. Uh, did you guys meet? Well, I don't. I'll understand if you don't want to answer. Do so you guys like meet on a set, or uh, was she one of your movies? Uh, how did uh, How did you guys uh, hook up, or was it like film school? No, no, no. I, I never went to film school. Uh, I, what happened was she and I both were working um, uh, just a terrible, terrible job. It was like uh, phone solicitation, but you weren't actually selling anything. You were just uh, getting people to do surveys on the phone. So it was just like the worst job one could possibly imagine. And, and uh, we were uh, sitting next to each other. And um, I, you know, I, there, there was this girl, and I wanted to impress her. And at that time, I was uh, writing stand-up comedy, and I had a theater. And, you know, I was always involved in something creative. But, you know, it wasn't film at that point. And um, I you know, passed her some of my comedy because I was like, hey, here's a girl and, you know, um, you know, maybe I can make her laugh. And she didn't laugh. Uh, and then she gave me it back and she had, like, edited all of it. Um, and it was better. So, uh, and then I found out that she had, uh, uh, had a background in film where when she was 18, she had uh, won a bunch of film equipment. Now, this was back, uh, when I met her, um, I think she was uh, 23, but she had all this uh, film equipment, at, and she uh, uh, was like, well, you know, you write, and I have this stuff. Why don't we, you know, try to do something? So we started to work on uh, public access television. We came up with a uh, show, and, uh, you know, and she was married at the time, and we just uh, we just clicked uh, creatively, and uh, her marriage was kind of awful. And I sort of uh, demonstrated to her uh, by being, you know, who I was that you know uh, guys don't have to be awful to you. So I broke up that horrible marriage, and uh, we're just about to celebrate our 20th wedding anniversary. So we. Uh, we got involved with another uh, filmmaker in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, when we lived there. This is where this all happened. And uh, I was producer for him, and uh, she was uh, helping to support his film. And then we figured out that we could do what he was doing a whole lot better than he was because the scripts were terrible. And we, we, it doesn't matter how good the film is, if the script is terrible, then the movie's going to be terrible. So that's uh, how we got involved in uh, filmmaking. And, uh, you know, uh, here we are 20 years later, uh, you know, about to start our 21st film. You know, Matthias, uh, maybe uh, you could uh, talk John into doing a, uh, uh, like a, like a takeoff film. I mean, I know there's been films about wrestlers before, but, uh, you know, you're at, you'd be the real thing, uh what what would you think about that, Matthias? I think that'd be pretty cool. It's always it's always it's always fun to do stuff like that. So I mean, just gotta let me know what we're up to, and I'm I'm more than down to do something like that. I lo- I love oh, wrestling. So and I love all Ma- that kind Matthias, of stuff. You're like, 
so you, so Matthias, you're like a real life cowboy, like a like a like a, a wrestler, or, or or you say wrestler, 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 wrestler. You know, wrestler. like WWE wrestling. Oh, oh, interesting. Oh, wow. I lo- uh, by the way, I love that movie with uh, Mickey Rourke. I actually wrote a movie that uh, was sort of inspired uh, by that. Not actually. You know, what's interesting sometimes is people will see a movie that they like, and then they'll try to write or make a version of that movie. And I feel like that's not really what you should do. What I think we should do is you take sort of the spirit of that movie, and then you take your experience, and you inject that movie into that set of experiences. So um, I loved the movie The Wrestler, you know, sort of the way that it was a story of, you know, just this kind of down-on-his-luck guy who uh, his past kind of comes back. And, you know, and um, I, uh, I have actually a script that, you know, is uh, inspired by that. So uh, I think a, a lot of people, a lot of filmmakers, they just make a mistake of trying to write or make uh, what they uh, are into instead of writing or making what they know. And what, you know, and what they already have. So, uh, Matthias, you know, if, if I ever come up with a wrestling story, it sounds sort of like Barton Fink. You know, there's a lot of good drama in, uh, you know, those men in tights. Um, I'll definitely let you know about that. Heck, yeah, I'm in. Just let me know. <laughs> and, you know, the cool, and the cool thing about uh, Matthias, uh, John, is that he does his own stunts. Yes. Yeah, as, yeah. Uh, as if you've been no. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Uh, uh, the, the guy who I first worked with uh, as a filmmaker, uh, he was a, uh, an am- amateur wrestler, too. And I know uh, that, boy, it's, uh, you've got to be an athlete to be able to, you know, do some of that uh, off-the-turnbuckle, you know, off-the-top, uh, you know, off-the-top rope type stuff. Yeah, some of the craziest stuff I've probably ever done was uh... – I, as just I mentioned earlier in the show, I got uh, concussed by a by a violin at my last show. I have done thumbtacks, barbed wire. I had a cheese grater um, uh, used in one of my matches against my head. I've, I'm more than willing to do anything it takes to get a pop from the crowd. Don't forget about being a human pincushion, yep, too. Yep, that's what I said. I, I did thumbtacks. I uh, landed on a table full of thumbtacks. Oh. That's rough, man. That's yeah. That's that. I mean, that's uh, that's incredible stuff. And uh, you know, uh, when uh, when you're an independent film, you know, you can't afford that. You know, a stunt coordinator. You you know, that's why when we did this last film, this Wheelies Inc. movie, all of the uh, kids that are in the movie are already like uh, you know bike stars. They they weren't actors. You know, I had to kind of get them to the point of actors because you're not going to get actors to be able to do the wheeling and all of the bike tricks uh, that these no. kids are doing. So you, you know, so it's not like oh, you know, let let's get them on a green screen or something. No, it, you know, it was the only way to do it was to take people who are already talented in one area of being athletic, you know, uh, athletically, you know, riding the bike and then get them to the point where they could uh, act. And, you know, that's my job as a director. So, uh, absolutely, if I ever make a movie where it's all about uh, 
taking a cheese grater across somebody's face, you're the first person I'll call, Matthias. Absolutely. Count me in. We're on 89.1, uh, we're on 89.1 Kens FM. We're going to take a quick little timeout, and we'll be back after these messages. As you know, 89.1 Kens FM is funded through donations by our listeners and sponsorships from area businesses. If your business would like to sponsor Kens FM and reach thousands of young adults and college students every day, contact us at 218-585-3067 or at info at kensfm.com. Any one of us can help you get your sponsorship started. We have many packages available to fit your budget. So contact us today at 218-585-3067 or at info at kensfm.com. And thanks for listening to 89.1 Kens FM. And uh, we do uh, want you to uh, sponsor uh, 89.1 Kens FM. Give us a call. We'll explain all the different packages, all the different uh, commercials that uh, that you can uh, you can do. And you can even sponsor our show to keep us on every Monday night on 89.1 Kens FM. Now back to John Russell Crank. Now, we, we talked about uh, two of the films that you got in post and pre-production. Uh, could you kind of give us a preview of what you're working on now? Uh, what else you got coming on in the horizon, or uh, is that kind of hush hush at the moment? No, no, I'm always uh, I, I'm always open. I've I've all I've got you know quite a few uh, projects. Um, you know, you know some of them bigger, some of them smaller. You know, I I, I think that you know sometimes um, making a movie is like blowing up a balloon, and the bigger the balloon gets, the easier it is to pop. And uh, and that's the problem is that as you get more money and more people and the thing gets you know uh, you know more momentum, uh, then it takes longer to do it, and there are more things that can get in the way of doing it. So I'm always like always looking for individuals and people who uh, are looking for more than just return of investment, but they want the you know the return of an experience. Uh, I've put people in my movies who, uh, you know, their daughter, you know, uh, wanted to be, you know, in a movie, you know, so they uh, produced the movie. So, um, you know, uh, Sky Valley is a movie that uh, we're definitely working on and, you know, trying to kind of put together on a larger scale. But if it doesn't end up on a larger scale, we'll just end up doing it the way we do all, you know, other, other movies, you know, instead of a, Three million dollar movie, you do a thirty thousand dollar version of the movie. You know, as long as the story's great. Um, and then um, I've got a uh, there's a biker movie um, uh, called uh, Barksdale that I am in uh, uh, working on. There's one called This Perfect Union, which is kind of a a little bit of a a a, 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 a science fiction, but it's more like science backed of kind of where of uh, and a little bit of a political thriller too, um, you know, just so many stories, so many opportunities, and uh, you know, whatever is the one that uh, has the energy behind it, you know, once the ball starts to roll, you know, uh, I, you know, I, it's a lot easier to push when uh, the thing already has a little bit of momentum. So you know. Uh, I'm uh, I'm I'm just always looking for you know the next the next project I, you know because you know I love making movies that's that's my joy. 
You know, one thing that uh, I've never uh, I've never asked the director, and uh, maybe you can uh, kind of help us unpack this uh, these next few questions. When you're when you're when you have your idea for a movie, you write it, and then you decide, uh, you know, who you want to be on, uh, in it, uh, and then uh, you start filming. Do you find that uh, you know you mentioned that it's better to have someone that's not well known that it would eventually get well known? But uh, if you were to for instance, uh, let me just throw out, like, if you were to do a, a movie with Dwayne The Rock Johnson and it, you put it out on, like, July 4th weekend and it and it makes one, one, uh, $150 million the first weekend, uh, and then, of course, you got to pay him whatever his salary is, but is that is that something that, uh, that, that happens, or would you rather uh, just uh, not go for the mainstream and go with the actors not, not well known and then make them known and then they come back to you and say hey well, you help me get this here's a little kickback well, honestly you know uh, I you know my, my answer you know to that situation is you know that's like that's sort of like somebody asking you so if you won the lottery would you like the money uh, you know uh, and the answer to that is yes of course absolutely but um, you know I don't live my life you know, to buy lottery tickets. So, right. you know, uh, using, you know, ha- you know, having somebody, you know, more well-known uh, be in your film would be, uh, would be an amazing thing. But uh, I kind of work with uh, where I am, and every movie I just want it to be a little bit better. I want more people to see it, and I want the opportunity to, uh, to make a new movie. Uh, and I do really enjoy the opportunity of, uh, exposing people to uh, new talent. One of the things about Wheelies that I really appreciated was that, you know, most of the cast were between the ages of uh, 12 and 17. And it really showed uh, them in a great light, just as just great, great kids, just uh, funny and smart and talented and uh, athletic and good looking and uh, where you see other programs, you know, like Euphoria, for example, or, you know, other things, where it's like uh, it really shows this generation as kind of a mess. Um, I got a chance to really spend about two weeks with the best kids, uh, you know, you're ever going to meet. And, you know, as the who say, the kids are all right. That's what I have to say about that. So now, would you? I guess with my my next question is, uh, so you know, like you 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 talk you talked about uh, filming these kids in your movie, and they were the actual, uh, you know, they were the actual writers. So let me ask you this: Would you be would you be like? Uh, I don't know if this would be the right term. Would you be like a like a new father if you see that one of the the gentlemen that was in that movie? Uh, goes into a blockbuster with, say, like Tom Cruise or The Rock, for instance, and you're like, well, hey, I got him a start. Now, that would that would have to be uh, a great uh, pat to your back, right, On, if that happens? Oh, absolutely. A- a- absolutely. Any any opportunity, you know, that I have that, you know, I, I feel like I gave somebody, you know, a a break or, you know, because they were giving me a break. You know, I wasn't able to pay them what they were worth. I wasn't able to, you know, uh, give them. And so, you know, this is a uh, this is a business where if I don't have the money, 
to offer someone what really what I would like to pay them, that I need to give them an opportunity that they wouldn't normally have. Uh, that's, you know, that's sort of the same way with the people that you hire to work on the movie, you know, uh, a, you know, somebody who does your lighting or, or a second camera person or, you know, uh, or, you know, some other crew, you know, uh, if you're, if you want experience, you should pay for experience. But if you want to give somebody experience, then, you know, they should, you know, they'll be a little bit, you know, looser on uh, the financial compensation and they'll get, you know, and, uh, you know, it's more of a barter system where they feel like they're getting something really great out of it too. And if, uh, you know, someone like, well, like me, for instance, comes to you and said, "Hey, I want to, I want to help you on your project." And like I say, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to pay me right now. Just give me an opportunity. Uh, as a director that's trying to put out a film where you 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 don't really have the high budget, you, you'd be more apt to hire. Would you be more apt to hire that individual or someone that says, "Well, you got to pay me three hundred dollars a day to help with your film"? Well, uh, you know. Definitely, uh, you know the most the most important the most important thing to me is the passion and the enthusiasm. Even before, uh, even talent, you know, and somebody that's easy to work with is, uh, you know, what I don't want to have, uh, you know, guys is uh, I don't want anybody to come onto my set and sort of treat it like, yes, just another movie. You know, uh, I've I've done ten movies this year and this is my eleventh. And I've got five more after you. You know, I want to feel special, and I want to treat you special. And so uh, anybody, you know, anyone uh, who, you know, comes and, you know, uh, has that uh, opportunity. The other thing is is that sometimes people will come to me with an idea of something that they want to see made. And, you know, they're like, hey, can you write this script for me? Or can you... Um, help me develop this script or, or that type of thing. And I've done that before, and it's been very successful too. You know, it, uh, I'm not a one-man show. You know, it's, it's not like it has to be John Russell Kring and, you know, that's all I care. You know, I, you know I'll, I'll tell people, hey, here's the camera. Does anybody have an idea for a shot? You know, because it doesn't matter where an idea comes from. The best idea wins in every situation. Well, let me ask you this then. If someone wanted uh, has an idea for a, a film to make and uh, they wanted you to direct it uh, yeah. so we can go ahead and do this now, how would uh, someone uh, find you? You got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, oh, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok? What do you got? I got it all, baby. I got it all. Yeah, yeah. Just look up John Russell Kring. Um, uh, my email is jrkring at gmail.com. That's pretty simple. Um, uh, it's Kring and Kring on Instagram. You know, it's very, uh, you know, I'm very easy to get a hold of, and, uh, you know, I will be happy to, uh, you know, I love talking to people, and I love giving them uh, opportunities, and I love, uh, you know, giving people advice and, you know, and, you know, talking about movies. That's my life. And uh, with my experience, uh, John, I do know that, uh, you know, when you gave me your phone number, uh, you even though I called you, I think it was at 4 in the morning the other day, you still answered the phone. You asked me why I was calling you so early. Uh, I'll admit, time zones have never been my strong suit, but uh, you still answered my call, and I appreciate that. 
Hey, of course. Well, absolutely. You you don't know uh, what opportunity is uh, on the other other line, and I hate you know I hate missing opportunities. So, uh, but uh, you know, let's uh, let's work on those time zones, though. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> I know that's something that uh, we're supposed to learn in like what first, second grade or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I uh, no, I must have been you know, sleeping I, in class actually, that day. I, I, this morning I screwed up. I w- we were supposed to leave at four o'clock in the morning from Florence, uh, South Carolina, to drive up here. And I set the alarm for 4 p.m. instead of uh, 4 a.m. So uh, that's something that you're supposed to learn in the second grade, too. <laughs> uh, John Russell Kring is our guest here. One other thing I, I, I want to ask you that I've never really uh, had the director tell us about, uh, you know, when you do a, when you do a movie, I mean, you, have, you obviously have to have, uh, like, cover art and a movie poster. Uh, do you have, like... Uh, one person that you have do your movie posters or uh, do you like put out the idea and then have someone like draw it up or put it together? How do you do your movie posters and your cover art for your DVDs and uh, Blu-rays? Uh, that's a, no, that's a really good question. I actually, um, uh, I, I'm sure you're familiar with the um, website uh, Fiverr, uh, F-I-V-E-R-R. Um, on my last movie, uh, uh, well, no, not the last movie. Actually, it was like the movie before this one uh, called Girl in the Palms, um, which was a uh, story. It was uh, basically about a uh, girl in her 20s who uh, experiences a tragedy and kind of like goes on a soul search, kind of like, you know, uh, almost like Eat, Pray, Love or something like that, where she's like trying to kind of refine herself and she's traveling through Florida. So uh, that's, those are the palms and Girl in the Palms. And um, I found a guy on Fiverr, and uh, he only, uh, for three versions of the poster, he only charged us $75. And it uh, actually was uh, probably one of the, my favorite ones I've ever done. Uh, so, uh, sometimes when you get distribution, though, um, with um, – uh, I've got a movie called uh, Creeping Crawling, which is on Amazon Prime. And uh, I had my version of the poster, but when the distributors started to put the movie out, uh, they came up with their own poster. So, you know, usually a, a distributor, unless they're absolutely in love with what you're doing, they're probably going to come up with their own stuff too. And uh, as a director, you don't have an issue with that, right? You basically give them uh, creative control on that then, right? Well, honestly, you know, um, once, you know, uh, once the movie is done and once, you know, and once a distributor is, uh, you know, involved, you know, the most important thing is, is that the most people see the movie and I'm not somebody who's just like, you know, you can't touch it. It's my baby. So, uh, you know, whatever is, whatever is going to work the best. And, you know, if you want to, if people want to change the name of the movie, I've even changed the ending of a movie because enough people said that, you know, I should do that. Because, you know, who says that I've got the best idea? Uh, John Rose Kring is our guest here. we got about uh, nine minutes here left with John. So the one question that uh, I, I've always wanted to ask as well is when you, when you have uh, your uh, movie 
bought by a distributor or put out by a distributor. Have you ever had a situation where you found out that your movie was on a certain platform and you had no idea it was going to get there or you had no idea how it was there? Oh, God, yes. Absolutely. A, a, a distributor, I mean, you're lucky if a distributor keeps you informed of where your movie is or what your movie is doing. All, uh, Pretty much every distributor I've ever had, uh, I stumbled across my movie somewhere. Um, you know, right now, uh, one of our movies uh, uh, called uh, The Night We Met, which is kind of a romance movie. Uh, my wife actually, she wrote that movie based on uh, a, a experience that she had. Um, and uh, that movie is on uh, YouTube um, on a, a station. It's uh, free and uh, it has uh, 500,000 views. Um, and uh, I don't know how it ended up there. Um, I don't know exactly if it's through the distributor or if somebody else has got it. Um, I, I've got a movie, uh, the one, uh, my one horror movie, which is an anthology called Creeping Crawling, that has uh, more than 30 million uh, views in China. Uh, but that one was, uh, you know, pi uh, pirated. So, you know, uh, obviously, I'll, you know, I'll never see any of that money. But, um, you know, uh, if, you know, if I was in this for the money, I would be, I would not be doing this. You know, I'm in it for, uh, I love uh, telling stories and, uh, I say movies are my way to speak back to God, and uh, these are, uh, you know, and the more people that see your movie, the better it is. So I just always want to try to, you know, keep the movies out there and available, and uh, sometimes that means that they will go someplace. I, I look at it this way. If you're a, a parent and a movie is a child, sometimes that movie, that child is going to sneak out in the middle of the night and go do things that you don't know about. That's what the movie will do. And uh, we, we only got a, we only got a, a few minutes here left uh, with you. Uh, and uh, John Russell Kring is our guest. There. The, the one thing I want to close out the show uh, with is uh, your most famous saying that you have. And your saying is uh, something about Ben Hur. Could you tell us about that and what, uh, what that means? If you know well, what I'm talking yeah, about. Well, yeah, I, 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 I uh, you know, um, Big Swing and Granny Hulkster and, uh, you know, Nightmare and Matthias, you know, uh, I always have, am of the opinion that everybody's life is an epic experience. You know, it is the movie Ben-Hur. If you spoke to somebody and they told you what they went through, you would go, oh, my, I can't believe that you went through that. I can't, that should be a movie. That's incredible. But to you, it's just your life. And you, you're the one that acts like, oh, it's no big deal. Yeah, yeah, you know, that happened, and yeah, that happened, and that happened, and whatever. But everybody has that experience. So it's the job of the artist. It's the job of the filmmaker to recognize those worlds upon worlds upon worlds where – you know, you see somebody else's sort of epic experience that relates to everybody, and you turn that into a, a, a great movie. 
So don't think that you don't have a story to tell. Everybody has a story to tell, just as long as it uh, is it's personal and it's relatable for everyone. And uh, I was going to ask you also in closing real quick, we only got about four minutes here. It, as a director, and uh, I'll understand if uh, you, you, you won't be able to answer this, but as a director, is it harder to do a movie that uh, you wrote yourself, or would it be harder to do a movie where you're doing a, a story about a, like a, a life story or uh, a movie based on true events or real events? You know that's uh, you know that that that's really uh, an interesting question. I think that um, when I you know in everything that I've ever written, you know there are characters and people and experiences and moments uh, directly from my my life and my wife's life uh, that come into it. But I think honestly, if that happened with another um, story of someone else's life there would still be elements of me that seeped into the movie. You can't help but put yourself into whatever you make. So because of who I am, I'm going to make a movie differently, even if it's somebody else's script, because, uh, because it's coming through the lens of my experience. So I'm going to get in there uh, you know, in some way, no matter what happens. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, I'll have to, uh, uh, of course, it, it will be later than 3 in the morning, but I actually have a few uh, ideas for things I'd like to float by you later on, and we can talk sure. about that. And uh, not that I'm bragging here, but I do have uh, uh, experience behind the camera, uh, some in front of the camera, um, and um, I like to say that I'm entertaining, but uh, other people would... Uh, uh, disagree like uh, Big Swing when I tell everybody I put out a comedy CD uh, a long time ago that went aluminum. <laughs> Thanks, Big Swing. I, I knew you were going to pick up on that. But I'll tell you what, John, uh, real quick here, uh, uh, If uh, once again, if our fans wanted to uh, get a hold of you, what is your email address and what are your, uh, your websites and when can they catch your podcast? Uh, yes, uh, uh, the name of the podcast is uh, It's a Bear, the It's a Bear A24 podcast. Uh, so you can find that on Spotify or anywhere else that uh, you find podcasts. Um, my uh, email is jrkring at gmail.com. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, John Russell Kring. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, uh, Kring and Kring. And, um, you know, I'd love, to, uh, I'd love to talk with you. And um, my wife uh, also does freelance editing, and you can find her at uh, TracyNicoleKring.com. Uh, That's T-R-A-C-Y-N-A-I-C-H-O-L-E-T-R-I-N-G.com. So uh, we'd love to collaborate and we'd love to create, and uh, i love to hear any ideas anybody has, especially if they have money attached. Right, and then, like I say, if you can uh, hook us up with uh, Gus, we would be more than grateful, and uh, we will definitely and let her know that I'll make her a collector's card as well. All right, that sounds awesome. Thanks so much. I right. uh, really appreciate the opportunity. 
Thanks, and speaking buddy, of bears, before, before actually he goes, I just wanted to mention, he said bear. Um, turns out I was doing a walk last night in Moorhead at a state at a park, and I actually saw a black bear running through the woods. Uh, you, know, you know what? Um, there, there's a movie in there somewhere. Wrestler meets exactly. bear. Exactly. That's 11. exactly I was walking. I was walking through the woods, and I was. We were looking through this wooded area through the floods and stuff like that. We were going to cross a bridge, and also my friend looks at me and goes, "You tell me that ain't a bear." And as soon as I looked up, it turned around and ran away. So I was kind of chasing the bear, seeing if I could find it. Unfortunately, I couldn't. But that's awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, John. We thank you for joining us, and we'll definitely have you on again. And if you can uh, hook us up with Gus, we'd be grateful. And uh, I would love to uh, be involved in one of your projects in the future. Uh, as a matter of fact, like I say, I'll do anything uh, to do that. You don't have to pay me; just give me a hot dog or two. I'll come help you. Well, I got hot dogs, so uh, absolutely. And th- thanks so much, guys. Thank you for uh, supporting independent film. We need all the help we can get. Awesome. Absolutely. Thanks, John. All right. Bye bye. All right, John Russell uh, Kring, ladies and gentlemen, what a great, awesome guest. And uh, we only have a few minutes here before uh, our uh, closing theme runs off here. Uh, If you want to find out what we're doing next week, usually the show information drops on Thursday night. Uh, and you can read that on Friday morning on uh, Attitude Era Monday Live Monday's page, uh, 89.1 Ken's FM's page. And uh, also our guests will will promote it as well. So uh, until next week, uh, Granny, we're going to have you with us again, I know. For sure. Or not. And uh, Matthias, (laughs) will have you with us as well? Yeah, should be. Next, just as long as they, uh, next time, ask them to hit you with like a flute or something. Yeah, Uh, I'll try. I'll try to make sure they hit me with something a little lighter. All right, well, until next week, we want everybody to love each other, care for each other, come back and see us next Monday night, 89.1 Ken's FM, every Monday night from 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. We'll see you all next week, and as always, we love you and thank you. You think you know me.